I'm Tara. And I'm Austin. And we're a married couple. And we have tried to keep up <laughs> with all of Hallmark's Countdown to Christmas 24 Christmas originals this season. <laughs> We've gotten a little behind. But we have watched all of the Thanksgiving movies, so we are catching back up. We are almost to the end of our Thanksgiving stretch. We are on the Saturday night movie from the Saturday after Thanksgiving called Christmas in Rome. So this is our Lacey Chabert movie. I always say Lacey Chambray, which is not her name. <laughs> no, she is not a, a denim Chabert? fabric. Chabert? <laughs> She's Lacey. Lacey. Good old Lacey. <laughs> Lacey Chambray is like, you know, a, a dress or a top or something. <laughs> I don't know fabric. All right. So Christmas in Rome, what do we think this movie is going to be about as we prepare to watch it? So what we have to work from is that it's called Christmas in Rome. I will predict that it takes place in Rome. I'm going to support that prediction. In December. Yes, I Maybe think like it's going to be like leading up to Christmas, but not yet Christmas. <laughs> oh, I don't know. That's a, <laughs> it's a tricky prediction there. Um, Angela, an American tour guide in Rome, agrees to teach a culture-shocked businessman named Oliver about the heart of Rome at Christmas. Now, I don't know a lot about Rome, but I don't think it has an actual beating heart in the center of it. So, so I think this it's is not like about... a telltale heart situation, yeah. <laughs> like they kill someone and yeah. it's, yeah, under the floorboards or the, the yeah. tile in the square. All right. So <laughs> prediction wise, um, I think that we are going to have that. I think that Oliver is an American businessman. He's coming over to <laughs> land a deal with a client and he only has like American business values. So he's going to be like, speed, 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 flashy, flashy, flashy. Right. And she is going to be the person that teaches him that he needs to like slow down and really like learn the culture so that he can land the business deal. Right. And and what's jumping out at me from this description is the the heart of Rome. I was like, obviously not the heart under the floorboards. It is culture. It is tradition. It is the slower pace of life that is true of an art. You know, all of those things that Rome stands for. So now and there's I, also not going to be any snow in this movie because if, it, if they're going to put snow in Rome, they're crazy. Yeah, this I don't I don't think Rome would allow them to do a fake snow, snow machine. Snow free movie. <laughs> um other predictions i know that you've been to rome so you probably have some thoughts yes. about things so that are happen. when i'm thinking about what are things that i know about rome from my time there and then what i know about hallmark movies the one thing i say has almost i don't want to say a hundred percent chance of happening because then it won't happen but they are going to go to the trevi fountain and they are going to throw a coin into the trevi fountain and they are going to make a wish that will come true because it's Hallmark. And it's Rome. And it's Rome. <laughs> you gotta have and the romance. <laughs> um, I predict that he's gonna try and make a deal with a Pope. I'm just kidding. I don't actually think that's gonna <laughs> yeah, We're not gonna see that. These movies um, strive to be not very religious, so we're not even gonna mention the Pope. That's okay. my prediction. <laughs> Thank you. All right. I just wanted to throw that one or out Or the there Vatican or any of that, yeah. Or Catholicism. Yeah, I think he's there to close a deal with a client, and it's important for him to learn those cultural importance. I think you're right. He'll probably do a lot of things that are Rome-esque, such as traditions of like throwing the coin into the fountain. Mm -hmm. You have to see the Spanish steps. You're going to have to see the Colosseum, all of those things, too. Um, 
I think that he probably has never really traveled much if he's culture shocked Mm -hmm. so that might be part of the plot in that so maybe he's southern and can't beat the south and he (laughs) he just can't you know rome can't hold a candle to his good southern traditions i I think that there'll be a rome and romance pun at some point like you put the rome and romance or this is the i don't know (laughs) romance and rome yeah yeah uh, I definitely think there's a lot of good puns in there, and I, I can't see how they would avoid a Rome ants. <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah. So even if you don't get one in the movie, you got one for me right there. Um, Any other predictions before I go final shot? I don't know. Did I have another one? Um, You did. It was that he was going to have to close a deal, and he's not going to stay past the 24th. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah true to hallmark form there's some sort of deadline and i don't think that he's going to be planning to stay in rome over christmas so that he has to close this deal by the 24th and he's in some rush to do so i will also predict that we find out about dead parents of at least one of them oh yeah no yeah (laughs) so either like his parents have died and that's what's made him like a I'm a businessman. I've got to live up to my like, mm-hmm. you know, successful father's legacy. Mm-hmm. Or she's in Rome because her parents died and she just needed to escape everything. Right. And I originally thought he might have a dead spouse, but because there's no child, at least I don't think there's a child in this movie. Yeah, the picture is just the like ruins a big big Christmas tree and then them holding on to each other. But there's no little. Yeah, I don't get a sense face. that there's any child here. So the only reason you need to have a dead spouse is to have a child. So that you can be a widower, you know, for an explanation of why you have a kid. So I don't think there's any dead spouses. I think they're both single or at least never married. All right. And I think that the final shot building on your fountain idea is that we'll go back to the fountain where they're going to kiss one final time before we close out over like, it's going to feel like Rome at night because you got to have like the magically sparkle lights. Yeah, the twinkle lights. And the wishes come true. Yeah. All right. Well, you ready to see if this comes true? Let's go watch it. We, I don't know if you can hear the tiredness in our voices, but here we go for our eighth Hallmark movie in a row this, this I've week. I've got my hot cocoa <laughs> with like three shots of espresso in it. Let's do We're this. We're going to do this. We'll be back in two hours. <laughs> two hours later. And we're back. We are back from Rome. Wow. I just had a magical holiday romp. (laughs) (laughs) Another holiday romp? Yeah. That's like eight holiday romps in a row. (laughs) All right. Uh, So so I'm really happy right now, though, not only because I am drinking espresso at this time of night because I did need it, but also because it is not my turn to do the summary. That's right. So before we launch into which predictions came true, let's tell you what actually happened in this movie. They went to Rome. They fell in love at the end. Wow. You just <laughs> summarized it for me. Okay. Um, so we have our female lead, Angela. She is a tour guide, an American tour guide based in Rome. She works for a tour company and she likes to give a magical touch to her tours. Unfortunately, that gets her in trouble and fired right before Christmas. So she's without a job and wandering the streets of Rome. Enter Oliver, our male lead, who is based in New York and has to close a ceramics business deal in Rome for the holidays. 
<laughs> He's part of a business acquisition group, and ceramics will add to their portfolio. So he flies down to Rome knows nothing about Rome, accidentally bumps into Angela, and he's like, oh my goodness, that was your fault. She's like, no, it's yours. And then he's like, oh wait, I need your help because I can't figure out where to go for this lunch meeting. He meets the guy whose name is Luigi, and uh, he's the ceramics owner, and Luigi kind of wants to make sure that the business that he's selling doesn't just go to another company, but someone who really understands the history of Rome. And so Angela happens to tag along the whole time to help him understand the cultural differences of businesses done in Rome versus America. I guess Italy versus America. (laughs) (laughs) And so through all of this, he hires Angela as a private tour to teach him about learning the heart of the city. So she takes him on a bespoke, personalized tour of Rome, teaches him all about Roman traditions, such as like, how you pay it forward by buying a cup of coffee. And I'm sure Tara will jump in later to tell you all of the Italian names for these things. (laughs) But basically, he, through the wonderful work of Angela, figures out how to really appreciate, slow down, and enjoy Rome. And through that, Luigi recognizes that this is the guy who is going to be the best person to take over his business. He agrees to make the sale, which then ultimately allows Oliver to have a VP promotion that he was promised if he was able to land the deal. Through all of this, Angela and Oliver have started to fall in love. And they're like, how can we make it work? There's 5,000 miles between us. Oliver and Angela think they can make it work. And then Oliver, when he gets the promotion, says, I need to go back before Christmas. And she's like, we'll never make it work. He then convinces his boss that he should be able to work out of Rome and manage the ceramic company, and therefore their love will be able to last infinitely. The end. And they lived happily ever after in forever Christmas world. And I think one other important thing is uh, the the wishing well thing did come up, or the fountain did come up. In yes, this, so. yes. Um, that was one of the, well, I mean, I'm not too surprised that that prediction did come true because some of my predictions are a little more like, you know, maybe this random thing will happen or I make a, but that one I was like, how could you not like have a wish making scene? Right. Cause that's that little bit of Christmas magic. And that's what you do at the Trevi fountain. So, and like they were smart to put that in there. It was a funny moment because he, she was like, Oh, there's a tradition of if you take coins in your right hand (laughs) and throw them over your left shoulder, your wish will come true. And he just grabs like a handful and throws them. And she's like, wait. And he's like, what? And she's like, one coin means you return to Rome. Two means you have an Italian romance, and three means you find true love. And but guess she was how like many coins? Really concerned about that. Like, no, did you throw? You didn't. You didn't get true love. Did I you? I thought like- it was like three. Was like you will get the plague and die here. But um, so it's yeah, kind of romance. That is definitely he found his true love, and we found out your prediction was was true. true. Yeah, and we we we. Tried some other predictions that we, you know, just kind of played around with that didn't come true. And one of them was we used our prediction wheel, which we talked about in an earlier podcast, to predict some things. And we were trying to figure out what kind of businessman he was and nothing was sticking. But the first one that came up was CEO of a Christmas factory. And we were like, no, that couldn't be it. It was actually more true than it than it could have been. Um, I actually think, like, if we had said, like, I mean, I think we have to add ceramic 
to ceramics the- <laughs> has to now be on the wheel of jobs. <laughs> but ornaments were such a small part of the yeah, ceramics I know. factory. He, it wasn't really a Christmas company. But we were right in predicting that this is an American businessman who only right. values the fast pace. He's a straight shooter. He doesn't know how to like, you know, nuance a deal. He only right. knows how to like cut straight to the and money. And the heart of Rome was taking things slower and culture and art and history and all of those things, which is what she showed him. So that I think we were pretty spot on about uh, no Roman romance puns. Unfortunately, we did get some other fun play on Unless words, I missed but them. there was no Rome and romance. <laughs> yeah, there was, they were trying to come up with names for her business. And um, one of them was toga tours and chow for Christmas, but yeah, nothing about Rome romance. <laughs> Um, and the deadline piece was also right. Yeah, he had to get back. Did. And that was kind of like when I just kind of pulled out at the end to like fill in another another prediction. But yeah, there was the deadline of the 24th. So the final shot was not in front of the fountain, but in fact, in the plaza of some place. The St. Peter's Basilica. There so. we go. St. Peter's Basilica. And it was right where her parents stood. Yeah. Where they met, yeah. and then they subsequently died many years later. So I was correct about dead parents. There were some dead parents. There were no dead spouses. So glad I did not make that prediction because that definitely wasn't true. They were both single. There were no competing boyfriends or girlfriends in this, which is not super rare, but you know could have yeah. gone either way on that one. So, so you know, not bad, not bad. I mean, Christmas in Rome definitely a predictable movie mm-hmm. there were some things that they didn't do which they normally do in these kinds of movies and i was kind of happy to see that but like what um i think that the piece that i enjoyed was that there weren't a lot of fake outs of mm-hmm. like fake like oh is this an x or is this a mm-hmm. like even even when he got the job promotion it wasn't like she was angry they it was like the first time that people who were like how are we going to make a long distance relationship work had a real Okay, not real, but an actual conversation around, like, the logistics of how it could work. Right, and she wasn't like, you're not trying hard enough to make it work, which is what I originally thought. It's really just like, this is not going to work. We were kidding ourselves, and, you know. Yeah, I mean, I think it was... So I enjoyed the fact that there weren't a lot of, like, no, false No conflicts. missed kisses either, no fake no. kissing. He silenced his phone so that they could go dance and make oh, out on the floor. How how good of him and pure to silence his phone for her some snarkable things for me though (laughs) so i what i really enjoyed was like hallmark wanted to make sure we knew that this guy knew nothing about italy yep and so when his boss was like so i need you to fly down to rome and close this deal and he's like yeah you know we're the guys put meatballs on the spaghetti and his boss is like they don't put meatballs meatballs he's like i know i was just testing you and i was like what an idiot (laughs) We already have to know, like, meatballs and spaghetti, that's American. (laughs) Well, if right before Christmas was a Hallmark Christmas card commercial, this definitely was sponsored by the Rome Tourism Board because the whole point of it was to tell us about the positive things about Rome and to drop all these little tidbits about, like, look at all these traditions that Rome has. We don't have snow here. They didn't say that explicitly, but it's like, when you think Christmas, you don't think Rome. So they're really trying to hit it home that, like, this is not a snowy setting. This is not, like, it's not Germany. You know, it's not Switzerland. This is Mediterranean Christmas. But it's the place where Christmas began. It started here. You know, that's where they started celebrating I feel like we're going to start seeing more, like, like Hallmark movies of 
Christmas Inn destination, like Puerto right. Rico. Christmas Because they got to get, well, Christmas at the Plaza, Christmas yeah. in Rome, Christmas in Dollywood. Like, those are the ones we've got on the docket this year, too. But I think we're going to see more international travel. I Christmas think they're going to try Greece. and do, like, a an international one every year. I feel like that's going to mm-hmm. be a thing that starts happening. You got you to gotta deal with that wanderlust. You got to give people that um, aspirational setting. So that they think about, and this is the, the first time that I go. saw like an Apple product, not right. with, like the little square dot covering she it. She did. She had her little Apple computer. So clearly, they had the big bucks sponsor in this one. Yeah, this movie was a was a higher budget operation, um, maybe because Rome was bankrolling it for. <laughs> so one of the first things that happens is in this movie is like she's taking these people on a tour. We're learning like some of the history of Rome. And then they go to this bakery and they're uh, one of the tour people is like, oh, is that gluten free? And then we cut to her boss being like, here's a 200 bill for allergy shots. So I didn't think that like <laughs> gluten intolerance made an allergic reaction Where you happen. Need an allergy shot? Yeah, it's I didn't of a think... digestive thing. Yeah. <laughs> but ultimately, this is like the third time that month that she's done something. And the other two did seem actually like fireable offenses. Like, right. She, but she like snuck into a museum (laughs) and then also like took a piece of like, uh, like a sword from some sort of like place and like let people carry it around. Like, and then they took it. (laughs) And then they took it home. Like, those are fireable. But But like, she's doing it in the pursuit of showing them the authentic Roman experience. She's doing it not because she's a negligent tour guide, but because she's a passionate tour guide right and he just is like no we have a and schedule she's restricted by their 10 sites tour that they yeah do. he's the like 10 selfies of rome or the seven <laughs> selfies of rome and then the he's 10 like sites. he's like we have a script you have to stick with it she's like but that's not the way to do it and he's like you're wrong i'm letting you go um but i found it funny that my prediction for christmas at graceland had a fired tour guide and i clearly should have done that one for this one <laughs> because it was a Hundred percent true. Well, the guy that fired her, Tomiso, Tomiso, tomato, tomato, Tomiso. Sorry, Tomiso. I did take Italian. My people are Italian. I'm sorry that I can't remember his name. Tomiso, Tomiso. Um, that he looked like he was running the company. I mean, he's firing her. They're in this very like actual like space where the tour company lives. But then he's also giving tours later in the movie. So I don't really understand what his role is. Is he the owner? Is he the boss? Is he just like the lead? tour guide and he's responsible for firing her i don't know but he was real sad when she started up her own company and realized what he missed out on yeah he was like our reviews online mention you by name can you come back and she's like nabra i'm starting my own private (laughs) bespoke tour company (laughs) my my least favorite words bespoke oh i liked it oh I was like, yeah, I'll take a bespoke tour. I can't afford one. I want to just see the 10 sites of Rome, and then I want to do my stuff on my own. Well, she warns us against checklist tourism, which is just going to the top sites. But I think you and I are checklist tourists. I want to do the checklist. I want to see the overview. I'm a a big picture to then to the detail person. I like to work from the big down to the small. And so when I go to a new city, I want to do the checklist tour. I want to see it all. And then I want to go take deeper dives into the things that I'm really interested in I think I'd actually be I get it I get it I'm probably even in the minority that that if I went on a tour and the tour guide was like not even taking me to the basic places in the town or spending hours rambling about like I don't know 
<laughs> well, and the thing is, is like it's a lot of time and a lot of money to do that. But the thing is, is like even when she was doing her own like private style tour, it still seemed like it was the main attractions, but she was just talking about them rather than just saying, "Here's the Coliseum." She's like, "Did you know that they fought battles? They they fought to the death." In the Coliseum. <laughs> and I was like, I learned that in history class. Well, and I guess she was going a little, she's like, imagine that you were not from here and then you were thrown into the battle. But it's like, it's kind of assuming that the the tours that you go on, I've always had really good experiences with tours in town. The free tours, the tours at the, at the places, they do a really good job of giving you a lot of that background information. So I didn't feel like anything that she did went really beyond that. Except for the theft. Well, the theft, and then she did take him to make the bread yes. at the bread place, which is like probably also an experience you could just buy. <laughs> but she did seem to only know one bakery in town. Right. They kept going there over and over and over again. Um, I also really enjoyed the fact that Luigi, who is the owner of this like high-end ceramic mm-hmm. company, his name is Luigi. <laughs> and I was like, this is the second Italian character we've had this season and whose name is also Luigi. Yeah. It was like, do you not have other names? They don't. They don't know any other Italian names. I mean, there's Tomato and Luigi now. Tomato and Luigi. <laughs> and then Peter. And yeah, they did have like the Italian version of yeah. Peter. Um, and then our Peter. main characters <laughs> were Angela and Oliver. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because you know how Hallmark always will like <laughs> give a meaningful name to our, our main characters. And so I was like, Tara, what is... Angela and Oliver's meeting, and she's like, "Well, Angela's an angel, and <laughs> Oliver's an olive <laughs> because it's Mediterranean." <laughs> oh, that's my favorite He's Hallmark. He's a Christmas type. olive. <laughs> He's a Christmas a olive. Christmas olive. And she's an angel. They just took angel and olive and just stuck one extra letter on there. It's perfect. They're running out of names. <laughs> Oliver the Christmas olive. <laughs> oh, bringing warmth to you well, this Well, it's like his character. I think it's sort of a metaphor for his character. You don't think of an olive as being a Christmas thing. You think of an olive as being all business. <laughs> But then you put the olive in Rome and you teach it how to experience Christmas. You teach it the heart of Rome. And then it wants to stay there because it's Mediterranean and that's where it was meant to be. Running a pottery shop. It makes so much sense. Oh, man, yeah. And, like, olives are always taking art history classes and then end up becoming CEO businessmen. That's what my olives do. (laughs) I only eat olives than CEOs. I don't know. One other thing I liked, and I we we had this in, when we went to Scotland as well, which is like, she's like, let's meet early tomorrow. And he's like, okay, what's early? She's like, 10 a.m. <laughs> and I was like, it reminded me when we went to Scotland and we were like, we ride at dawn because dawn was at 9 a.m. Because <laughs> we went to Scotland at Christmas and it was, uh, yeah, it was only light from 10 to 3. <laughs> <laughs> and it's totally my kind of schedule. <laughs> I was like, oh, well, we were also sick, so yeah. Dawn still it felt like dawn. It felt really early. Other fun facts about this movie was that he did not know that ordering a latte in Rome <laughs> would just get him some warm milk. Well, I understand not knowing that, 
so they were at the they were doing the little tour and he's like i need some of that the latte i had this morning was not didn't have enough kick to it or whatever and she turns around with this very concerned look on her face of you ordered a latte or a cafe latte he's like well i ordered a latte she's like you know a latte is just warm milk and I'm like, how did he not know? To, I get not knowing the right thing to order because we kind of in America, we drop the cafe part. It's kind of assumed. But how did he not recognize once he was drinking it that he was just drinking hot milk and that there was no coffee in it at all? I call shenanigans on that. Shenanigans. One other thing I also enjoyed was that when she decided to start her own private tour company, she pins a snowflake lapel onto his blazer and mm-hmm. says, this is actually a GPS tracking device because I don't want to lose my only That's client. true love when you attach a <laughs> tracking device to your future partner. And his concern was like, have you lost someone before? She's like, yeah, it was a rugby team. and But it's like, I get it. Maybe a rugby team, you do lose someone. But she's doing a one-on-one tour with this guy. If she loses him, why like i just i didn't get it i didn't understand it and also where do you find a snowflake gps lapel (laughs) within 15 minutes of deciding you're running a private tour company there are online stores (laughs) trackyourspouse.com do you not notice the things that i give you secretly have gps tracking devices? i just thought that that lapel you gave me was just to go with my outfit nope that's why it beeps, huh? <laughs> Doesn't your Santa sweater there have some sort of glowing piece to it? Yeah. That's a GPS. Oh, okay. Thank you. <laughs> I'm here all the time or at work. <laughs> I don't know why you need to track me. Just making sure that's where you are. That's fine. <laughs> um, other things before we kind of move into other parts of our like our review segments. Yeah, let's talk about the shoes. That was the thing I wanted to talk about. We had to pause this movie so you could talk about the shoes while we were watching the I movie. I get so mad. I know. I've been on this before. But like, I was really proud in one movie where they had on sensible shoes. This is the opposite of that. This woman is a tour guide. She is a tour guide in Rome. She's giving tours in like, not like a, like a stacked heel or a chunky heel, but like a heeled, heeled boot. And she walks really fast and he even comments on how much energy she has for all the walking. And she's like, yeah, I'm a tour guide. We walk for a living. And she's wearing those shoes. I just don't understand why you would wear shoes like that when that's your job. Like sneakers, comfortable shoes, a good loafer, even like a a flat boot would be fine. It's because Lacey is like four feet tall. Yeah, it's clearly because there's a height issue. It's clearly because actresses probably look better in heels or whatever but it definitely feeds into that whole thing about prioritizing the aesthetic over the function and that's where women learn that stuff from is like well I'm gonna do that when I'm on my vacation in Rome so that I look good because that's what you do and then they're miserable the whole time because your feet hurt then you can't enjoy anything it's true I do get a lot of what I do in life from Hallmark movies like I've already (laughs) booked our Christmas flight to Rome and I've already booked a bespoke tour with when in Roma and toga tours. Oh, toga tours. <laughs> Do we have to wear togas? No. But we the tour stilettos. guide has one. We wear stilettos. Yeah, we have to wear tours. heels. We have to wear very tall uh, Both men and meatball. women have to. I just want a meatball. And this movie has taught me I can't <laughs> have that even. It's crushing everything. There's no gelato in this movie either. But I'm assuming it's because it's, it's winter. It's cold. 
Is yeah. it is it cold in Rome? I couldn't tell. <laughs> it's like cold-ish. I mean, yeah. not cold, cold, but um, as per usual, a lot of things happen kind of fast at the end with this movie. Yes. Um, you know, again, they I did enjoy the fact that there were no like fake conflicts that mm-hmm. happened, but it was something where it was like, "How's this gonna work? It'll work." And then he like ignores his phone call from his boss. They go dance, they kiss, and then it rings again. He's like, okay, I gotta take it Oh, now. actually, it's not gonna work. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, yeah, it's not. And then it does, because she uses the GPS to find him at the end. And he's like, I've decided to take over as the ceramics manager. Well, you get one of those final <laughs> scenes that we've seen in several of these movies now, where the couple is like, they've met up in this location. They're having their kiss. They're having their moment where they commit to making it work. But also standing around them are his friends, his boss, like the people that have been around them the entire time. And it's like, oh, we're in love. And then, oh, these people come forward and they say, oh, guess what? You got the job. And then the other guy comes forward and said, I'm so glad that you're going to be the CEO of my new car. You're going to work with me and you're going to live in Rome. And she's like, oh, my gosh, you are. And it's just like, let's just chuck all the good news in this movie at people in the last five minutes. So it's like, you get love, you get a job, you get a job. Oh, I saw that you got a job. Oh, I acknowledge that you got a job. This is all going to work. Yay. Pan out to the moon. The movie's over. It's very bizarre. I love it. (laughs) It's like, it's a lot. Because I know if I just want to fast forward where to go to to find out the resolution. It just goes last five minutes. It's like, oh, they lived happily ever after. Um, One last snark that I have before we we switch out of this yeah is okay so they decide to get each other christmas gifts Mm -hmm. so he has taken art classes in college he asks luigi for a favor because they make these hand-painted ornaments for christmas and he's like spending a day painting this beautiful beautiful ornament like crap yeah mine would have been like a smiley face like xmas like like, i heart you 2019 with a heart that's what you're getting (laughs) for me this year whoops Spoil the surprise. Um, it, but it was actually like a really nice hand-painted ornament. Mm-hmm. And so he's, she's like, I didn't see this one when we went and toured Luigi's shop. He's like, no, because I made it for you. And she was like, oh, my God. And then she's like, I got you a gift. And then she gives him this like picture frame that they saw at a Christmas market. Uh-huh. And it was um, like a brass frame from Verona. Uh-huh. But it's like one of those cheap Christmas markets. Like it's mm-hmm. the one we went to in Scotland. I remember what in Spain. Like the they're ones everywhere. I've been to in Germany. Like they look real cute on TV. They look like, oh, those are real artisan goods. No, it's not. It's the same cheap made in China stuff that looks different because it's not the same stuff you have in America. It's slightly different stuff. But it's just tchotchkes. And they'll have like, oh, this booth has these Verona frames. And then you'll go six booths down the way and they have the same one. And so I just was like, his gift is like 20 billion times better than hers. And I think she knew it. <laughs> well, but and that's also, why she's like, I got to kiss She wasn't now. really expecting that. Oh, you spent a whole day handcrafting me one of the beautiful ornaments. <laughs> I got you this piece of shit I found at the market. Here you go. (laughs) It's made in Verona, which is just, you know. In fair Verona. (laughs) In fair Verona. This is part of our. our... Yes, since we made that up. It's totally part of (laughs) the multiverse. part of the multiverse. (laughs) If it was done correctly. (laughs) Oh, well, I think that's all my snark. Yeah, that's all my snark. So let's move into our next segment. Title review. 
Good title. Absolutely. It was perfect. I have like almost no comments. Like what else would you name this movie? Absolutely. I mean, unless you were going to be like win in Roma at Christmas. You call it in fair Verona. (laughs) (laughs) No, you can't name it. In fair Roma. (laughs) Leave it. It can have a theme. (laughs) Well, you know what? Because we didn't, that one didn't win the last one. It was feuding at Christmas. So this one could be in fair Verona. (laughs) Shout out to our friend Summer for appreciating our feuding at Christmas theme. I think that was a vote (laughs) of confidence for my title winning. I know. (laughs) Thank you, Summer. Yours had no literary references. Yeah, that's because I don't have any literary references to make. <laughs> okay, yeah, you win that one, and this movie gets to keep its title. Yeah, I, I think, think it was the nothing, perfect title for it. Nothing new is needed here. Will this love last? Will this love last? No. Absolutely, it's done. Absolutely not. Donezo by Valentine's Day. Wow. Okay, I just wanted you to know, I think this is the first time you've ever just like nope, had them I'm break done. up. I'm over. I'm jaded on Christmas. <laughs> I've seen seven other people fall in love before these people and then all those people before. Nope. This one is bottom of the stack in terms of its lasting capabilities. I, I don't think it's going to last either. She was left at the altar five years, like five years ago. That's going to weigh on her. He has to live up to the parents' love that she had. And he's going to miss his New York job. I don't think, like, he's a business acquisition. Like, he oh, makes yeah. the sale. Yeah, he doesn't he's know how to run guy. a ceramics She's company. running her, her thing. And you know what? He's going to realize Rome's not that great. I'm also going to say. New York is better. Sorry, y'all. I said it. My And my people are Italian. New York is better. <laughs> wow. A dig on the Italians. I don't. I didn't really enjoy Italy that much. Yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, I enjoyed it, and maybe I need to go in the winter time. But when it's like hot and gross in the summertime, I, that's the thing. Is I actually think that this love will last until the summer when he's like, "This is disgusting. I'm back gonna to move back, move back to New York. Come with me." And she's like, "Nah, bro. My bespoke tour, when in Roma, is like making money." Right. And that, that's I don't get a sense that ways. she has much else that she can do. She can't really do what she's doing in New York. So the better model would be if she moves with him to New York. But I don't. I just don't think she'll. I leave. don't think she'll be able to do that. She's not going to have anything. Her passion won't be there. So. Yeah. Um. No real Christmas magic. There was just the Rome the magic, magic. Yeah, the Rome magic of throwing the coins into the fountain. He threw three. That idiot. <laughs> um and then our last one which is our rating system um you know the closer it is to those primetime spots of christmas eve christmas day mm-hmm. and thanksgiving day the better the movie mm-hmm. what day of the year would you watch this movie i'd watch this one at christmas in july i think this would be because you know that summertime's when i'm thinking about travel and there's not a lot of snow or anything in this movie so i think just a good little like summer reminder of christmas I agree. I think that this is a perfect Christmas in July movie. Um, I wouldn't turn it off if it came on, but it definitely would not take any of the prime spots away. No. no. Well, ser- clearly we are <laughs> over Christmas at this point. Um, we've got one more of these movies left this week, and then we do get to take a break and take five days without any Hallmark movies, which we are a little bit ready for to be honest we're gonna watch hotel impossible we're gonna watch hotel impossible (laughs) and think about our upcoming bachelor season because you know we got other things that we We do we do in our lives besides watch christmas movies um so next the movie tomorrow night is candace cameron it's it's our candace cameron beret christmas town so we will be closing it out with hopefully a banger (laughs) 
I mean, there's a lot to live up to <laughs> for her. Hallmark movies so. are bangers. There was a countdown on this one to when that one aired, yeah. and I hope that this one really. So maybe that is one good. will will go out with a bang. So, all right. Well, I've been Tara, and I've been Austin. Merry Christmas and happy holidays. <laughs>